Hello and welcome back to the Yikes podcast, the podcast about all the things that can make us go yikes. All the things that can seem really overwhelming and that seem so huge and make us want to run away. But instead, we say that we need to lean into the yikes and instead transform those emotions into action together, because that's the only way out of the multiplicity of crises that we see in this world. I'm Michaela Loach, but today I won't be hosting this episode. I am passing the mic because this is one of our On the Front Lines episodes. So usually the Yikes podcast is hosted by myself and Joe Becker, but we have a mini series that happens in between the normal episodes called On the Front Lines, which basically means that the podcast episode is taken over by a group on the front lines of the struggle for climate justice or liberation all over the world. And we hear from that group about what their fight looks like, um, what the impacts they're facing look like, and how we can actually act in active solidarity. And that's the hope of this series, is that it can build some sort of active solidarity and platform some groups that maybe don't get platformed enough. So today we are hearing from Crispus Maimahu, who is from the Abayuti Climate Network in Western Uganda. Crispus's work um, works with displaced people, um, internally displaced people, because of the climate crisis in Uganda. He's going to talk a bit more about this and about the flooding that has been impacting that area and the other impacts of the climate crisis and it's really really important that we um, are not only aware of what's going on and the impacts all over the world but that we try and interweave that into the actions we're taking in a way that we're acting in active solidarity that we're actually supporting um, these communities and advocating for these communities um, and especially in this case um, an ask that Christmas asked us to do is to um, do a wealth transfer um, so that we can financially contribute um, to adaptation measures and, and protection measures for communities who are displaced in Western Uganda. Um, and there's a, um, a GoFundMe linked in the bio um, that you can check out and please do support that. Um, this is a really, really important episode. The climate crisis is impacting so many different places all over the world and it's really important that we um, assist communities in adapting um, and this is one community that is that, that's really important for as well so please do um have a listen take some notes even just like really really connect with what's going on here um so now i'll pass the mic to christmas Hello everyone, my name is Crispus Mwemaho and I'm a medical clinician by profession. I'm a climate and environment justice activist and I'm a co-founder at Abayut Climate Action Network, a youth-led organization doing climate and environment justice education in communities. Our climate and environmental education is action-oriented, whereby we engage communities and community members. For example, uh, we do community mobilizations where we uh, get these people and uh, do community cleanups with them. And in these cleanups, we teach them uh, dangers of improper waste management, like plastic pollution, and how to overcome them. For example, teaching them uh, the re reduce, reuse, 
and recycle module in uh, preventing or ending plastic pollution. We also do uh, tree planting activities in communities and here uh, together with community members, we educate them about the importance of trees in mitigating global warming. Um, because of uh, the uh, communities that we work with, uh, our members here are illiterate or not educated. Uh, our, our educational sensitization programs are experimental in that form. And we found that very much working and purposeful, whereby in the places we've been into, we've uh, noticed some change over the time. And we hope that with time uh, and much capacity, we're going to cover up more places uh, doing the same, using the same replica of what we've been doing in, such co in, in those communities. And we encourage everyone out there doing climate education, climate and environment justice education to emulate what we are doing by using, uh, 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 engaging members of the public, community members to get involved in climate action, to get involved in conserving uh, uh, our environment because uh, climate action cannot only be achieved by only me or you alone. We need all of us together. And so the only way to do this is to engage the public, to engage community members, and to make uh, them understand that it is partly, uh, part, partly their role in making sure that we achieve climate action or climate ju justice. Um, we, we do this in both uh, general communities and schools. We've gone to schools preaching this gospel as well and um, using examples of what is happening in our country to give a clear a definition of what climate change is because uh, we found out that uh, most of the climate information that is uh, um, given to uh, people by uh, most of the people is um, usually foreign to what is what is happening in reality in their location. So for us, we, we think that using the realities of climate change that are happening to explain what climate change is, is the real thing and the way to go. Because in as much as climate change, uh, climate change is a global thing, it is happening in differing ways. And so education should be. We should use those differing ways to get to generate modules and language to teach people. is one of the countries with the fastest changing climate, uh, characterized by uh, extreme weather patterns, for example, uh, prolonged uh, uh, droughts and um, heavy rains that are usually characterized by uh, 
floods and uh, uh, an example is just two days ago uh, in eastern part of the country we received a very disastrous floods where uh, 20 people so far have been confirmed dead and the number keep on increasing because uh, a lot of other people are still missing and there have been lots of uh, a lot of property ranging from uh, farms, uh, domestic animals, homes, and now all these people are becoming uh, homeless. Uh, uh, the, the situation in my country is climate refugees are increasing day by day in the in what we call inter, uh, uh, what we call internally displaced people because. Uh, um, uh, that is, I think, that is a level of uh, being a refugee. You, when you you are internally displaced in your your own country, then you know you are a, re a refugee sort of, and so it is on a high increase. That that situation is on a high increase in our country, and differing changes are are, are the cause to this situation, whereby in such in some places there are dry spells and. People are losing the livelihood because their crops are dying in farms and their animals are dying. And most of you who do not know Uganda, Uganda is uh, 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 largely known for agriculture and people here largely depend on agriculture. And so we've experienced a direct effect or impact of climate change because all these are... Uh, impacts that are hitting directly on farmers and people practicing agriculture because anyway for us we depend on weather to to you know in in agriculture you know very well that a modern uh, unless in modern agriculture where there are other facilities like uh, uh, irrigation or what but here people most of the people are still using traditional ways of farming and so they entirely depend on climate to have a livelihood or weather patterns to have a livelihood and so people in uganda have really faced a direct impact of climate change whereby some are having prolonged dry spills and even those that are now receiving the rains they are very catastrophic in such a way that they are coming in heavy forms that are usually characterized by you know floods that uh, end up destroying people's property. So generally, that's a picture of what climate change is in our country. It is uh, hitting us hard and get, like having a direct impact on our livelihoods because most percentage of Ugandans are people who practice agriculture and in a traditional way. The, the, the inspiration as to why we started climate, uh, a Biotic Climate Action Network is because as much as we are this affected, we are not given uh, platforms. Uh, these communities are not heard. And this is one of our main uh, area of interest. We want to give a platform to people, to these communities that are really soaring large on the impacts of climate change, to be heard because we, I believe if, we, if, if you are just as well, uh, those of you who are listening to me, 
we cannot achieve climate uh, we, we can only achieve or start talking about climate action and justice when we start with people that are already affected by climate change and these are the people these are the communities we are the communities because we are already facing this we do not need uh, pledges of 2050 or 2030 we are already happening. This is already occurring. Our people are losing livelihoods. Abayuti, we are, we are, we are uh, apparently working with people that are displaced by floods and landslides in Western Uganda. And these people are apparently living in an IDP camp. For those who do not know what an IDP camp is, is uh, internally displaced uh, people. So these people are placed in this camp in so much, uh, in so much uh, unlivable situations of food insecurity. Remember, when these floods come, they they literally take everything, and houses, homes. They have their villages are still submerged in those villages, uh, like in those floods. Like water came up, and up to now, the villages are actually uh, occupied by waters. And so we are saying, how can we give um, these people that are already on the uh, forefront of this crisis a platform for them to see that they, their voices can be heard and they can get support they really need. And through our, our project, Mohocha um, Livelihood Project, we are making sure that this can happen. And. Uh, uh, one of uh, our main derivatives are to end uh, food insecurity and, um, and then to make sure that people are rehabilitated mentally and um, counseled because these are people that have lost all their livelihood. When we're doing assessment in this camp, we found out that most of these people are announcing effects of trauma from the losses they've made. I would quote one of uh, the single mothers in the camp who said that they wished that floods would uh, uh, actually had taken their life. And so situations are very bad to that extent. People are now thinking of having suicidal ideations, are very anxious every time they see rain. Because it is happening, it is within them, and they've really contributed nothing to what is happening to them. And uh, Mohocha Livelihood Camp Project is a project that wants to give a voice to these people and uh, provide an emergency and sustainable form of support to these people. And we are, we've been able, uh, from a little support that we are getting, to uh, uh, kickstart some of project activities whereby we've uh, hired uh, 2.5 uh, acres of land and a group of 12 people have been given that land to at least practice uh, to start farming such that they can generate food for their families. Uh, to, to be precise, this camp is hosting a population of 1,006, over 1,600 people. And so that is just a little number of people we are dealing with. But apparently that's what we can afford. And we are calling out people out there who are listening in to this podcast.
to come through and give a, a hand such that we can make sure that we can get enough land for these people where we can settle them and and probably have enough space for or enough land to you know uh, 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 cultivate and get food for their houses for their families these are people that are largely uh, dependent on agriculture they've known uh, they've only known one skill in life and that is agriculture and so when things like this happen uh, in, uh, disastrous events like this happen they are only lost uh, they are only left with nothing just you know they are left hopeless and homeless because when you see the, 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 kind of, the kind of facilities they are living in they are only living in taplins i don't know i don't know if anyone of you knows how it is or what it means to live in taplins for more than a year and we therefore we are calling everyone out there to come and support us in this project also trying to make sure that we uh, carry out mental health awareness and counseling to rehabilitate these people because uh, 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 in the recent times when we were there kickstarting these projects we, we had like um, an assessment project uh, program to assess different people uh, their mental health and the, the the submissions we got were very much mind-blowing of how people have lost hope some are having suicidal ideations some are anxious and some of the uh, kids uh, are now very uh, are having panic uh, panic attacks whenever they see rain because of this disaster and so we call up everyone out there who can join us to join us and we make sure that we support these people these are people that are on forefront of climate uh, emergency or climate crisis these are the people that need your help and these are the people that need your voice because they are they are voiceless they have been put in place where they like no one cares about them no support organization has been organizations are, are really working to make sure that these people are supported and that's why I'm calling out everyone out there to join us and help these people so that they can build back their lives have hope for the future we've also like uh, 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 in one of our initiatives for uh, improving the livelihood in the pro in the camp we started a kindergarten in the in the, in the camp an improvised kindergarten, I would say, because kids are studying uh, under the tree sheds with the help of two volunteers who are helping us teach them. And uh, with just an improvision of uh, a roof in, in form of a, 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 a tampling, which is uh, acting as a roof. And we're doing this to make sure that at least kids get their right of education as much as their parents cannot afford afford uh, taking them back to school because of, law, of 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 loss of everything they had 
not uh, being able to uh, afford uh, school fees and other scholastic materials for all these kids. We've improvised that kindergarten and we are hoping that with support from new people, whoever is listening or whoever that can link us to people that can support, please do that so that we can make this a school within the camp and make sure that kids get their right to education. As much as these people are affected, but they have rights. That's why we are saying that uh, environmental justice or climate justice is a human right. You can imagine how these people are now not having their full rights to education, uh, rights to shelter, rights to uh, kids are not have even you know elders or uh, 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 adults are not having rights to 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 basic needs because basic needs are of a, like they are lacking in this camp. And so we call up everyone, whoever can support, to come and work with us. People who are in the global north do not know what this is, like climate, the reality of climate change. But we are seeing this. Our people are faced with this. Imagine someone who had everything to wake up one day and they cannot even afford to have a meal on their table. That is what these people are living. Imagine a family or a, a, a parent who was having their kids go, going to school and their kids could, cannot afford going to school anymore. Their kids cannot have, they do not have a, a permanent house. Like they had everything. So this is what, how realistic and how disastrous our people are faced with. And so we call up everyone out there who can come and support us in this uh, project and all other uh, activities we are doing, like I mentioned earlier, our education programs, but also like those who have opportunity to link us to platforms where we can uh, uh, make presentation of these uh, people's uh, voices and they can get enough support to link us because these people really need help and need to be helped because of the way they are living, because of what they have went through. Yeah, so um, for me, what gives me hope for the future is the fact that the young people globally are waking up as much as our leaders are keeping adamant uh, 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 and, and, and still not, um, uh, uh, not, 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 not uh, caring or what, but at least we are making a voice out there. And this is, for me, this is a positive for me, young people, and for those who have not woken up, please wake up and uh, always know that our future is not. Uh, uh, is not. Uh, we cannot. We cannot. We cannot have our future being taken away by the people in power, the people in leadership, the authorities. So we need to wake up. Then we are right now. We need numbers, and I'm happy. Some of the people, uh, young people, are listening to our call listening, joining the uh, movements, climate movements all around the world. I see the strikes and I, I feel happy for that because in three, two years back, 
it's not been like this, but every each and the other day, we keep seeing uh, young people uh, involving in, you know, demand for climate just climate and environment justice, which is, I think, for me, hope for the future. And then also platforms like this, who are coming on board, um, giving, giving us a, a, a platform like this, for us people who are in the global south, who are very much affected, to make sure that our voices are heard. This also gives me so much hope for the future because we believe that climate action starts with already the people that are affected. And one of the ways to, to, to make that happen is making sure that our voices are heard. And that is what such a platform is doing for me and to the people that I'm, I'm, I'm representing, to the people that are affected, to the stories that I'm, already, I'm, I'm telling here. So I'm, I'm, I'm very hopeful for the future because of such platforms. And I hope that they could, uh, you know, intensify and, 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 and even do this more to other fellow activists with, uh, from this side and other organizations, uh, environmental organizations, such that, uh, you know, voices of our people who are real uh, victims of the climate crisis can be heard. Uh, for those of you who do want, who would wish to support our work, Abayut uh, Climate Action Network, we have a, a GoFundMe of our project uh, I've, I've been telling you about for the people who are displaced in the western part of the country. Uh, I think I'll share with you the link. So for those who I would wish can donate to us, but also those who know uh, support organizations that can come on board or individuals or foundations, please connect us, link us, so that we can make sure that our people are supported in the manner that they wish to. And then you can please follow our work on Instagram, YouTube, um, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, Abayut um, uh, Climate Action Network. Uh, the handle on Instagram is Abayut slash uh, action. And then on Twitter is Abayut. And Abayut goes A B A U W T I. That is Abayut on all handles, uh, Insta, uh, Twitter, uh, YouTube, Facebook. And then for myself, Christmas Mwemaho everywhere on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and um, YouTube. Thank you very much. so much for coming on Christmas we appreciate you coming on the X podcast so so much um, and we hope that everyone listening is going to be contributing to their GoFundMe but also following um, Christmas and um, his groups on socials all of that is linked in the bio to this episode so it should be super easy to do um, if you are a group listening and you're like I would love to be featured on, on the Funlines episode then please pop um, an email with more information to theyikespod at gmail.com um, I am Michaela Loach and I'm at Michaela Loach on all social media this podcast is also usually hosted and it's co-created with Joe Becker um, who's at Trees and Peace on Instagram and at Josephine Becker 
on Twitter. Um, the sound magic and editing is done by the wonderful Finley Mowat, who you can find on socials that way as well. Um, and please follow the Yikes Podcast on Instagram at the Yikes Podcast and Twitter at the Yikes Pod. Um, after on the front lines episodes, we post reels with clips from the episode that you can share or other information that you can share. Um, so please do do that and be spreading the word about these episodes and about these groups. Also, if you enjoy this ep- this podcast, please um, give it a five star rating wherever you're listening to it. It helps the podcast reach more people, and it's an easy way um, to support. Um, we hope you've been enjoying the episodes. Um, please do share them. Please do actually act in active solidarity. Please do not just forget um, what you've just listened to. Um, and we'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Bye. everyone um we're going to talk to you a bit about patreon which is how this podcast is financially supported yeah so we are a community funded project um and basically patreon is a website where um, people can support creators that produce content like this podcast um which is freely accessible but if you do want to support this project um because you've learned something from it or yeah just because you kind of like I guess, want to uh, invest in it and that we can pay our guests, we can pay for artwork and music and all of these things, Um, then, yeah, you can use Patreon where basically we have an account um, and the tiers, there's different tiers and you can start from £3 a month and, yeah, we produce uh, extra content on there uh, in the weeks that we don't release an episode and in the weeks that we do upload something you get the content earlier four days earlier and without ads and any breaks so you can find us on patreon at patreon.com slash the yikes podcast there's lots of other stuff on there um, you get an early episode you get to support this work because we don't do many or if not any ads normally um in other ways so the way this work is able to happen is because of patreon um so your support genuinely means the world to all our patrons who have already supported us so far in the past or currently thank you so much because this podcast wouldn't genuinely be possible without you guys um and we're really really grateful for all of your support so if you can please do head over to patreon.com slash the podcast and support us on patreon